so we started getting all the holiday uh, stuff in the mail, um, along with bills. And, you know, Ugh. days go by, I don't check the mail because <laughs> it's like in the front <laughs> of my building, not near where I walk ever. Um, so I went and unloaded and there's just like amazing pictures of families and stuff like that. Um, but do you ever get, are you getting these? Um, yeah, we get, yeah, we, and we do. I have to make sure because I'm so used to just tossing anything that's wrapped up in the newspaper like material that we get. I, I automatically assume it's like pre-sorted. You got to kind of like shake it. Yeah. (laughs) Pre-sorted first class, anything that's in there. It's like, I don't want any of that business. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so we do get it though. I got to be careful. Yeah. So, uh, I, we haven't sent ours out. I don't know if we're going to, um, I think I heard you have to get it out by Sunday if you want it to get there by Christmas, uh, right now or something like that. So I don't know. We'll try. We, we usually like send it through Walgreens or something. We designed it, but we just haven't had a moment to like say, are we all happy with this? We good with this? Anyway, um, you, you worry about going late in the season because you don't want somebody to open their mailbox and go, Christ, Moss cards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is Jimmy. <laughs> you know, I I didn't think you'd take the easy route, and you did not. <laughs> que lastima. I mean, ay, que os, que Dios mío. Yeah, I was going to say, que lastima. I was going to say, Dios mío, man. Jeez. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay, so I d- uh, I'm not coughing as much as I did last week. You did yes. a great job, by the way. Hey, thanks, man. 69 coughs. <laughs> nice. Um. I just noticed my tea way over here. Um, let me grab it. <laughs> um, a little housekeeping. Did you hear my stint on Back to the Blockbuster? I did not yet. I just saw the post for it. When was it posted? Yesterday? Uh, Back to the Blockbuster. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, it came out a week yeah. or two ago. Yeah. But for the anniversary of Scream 2. So my buddy, who I went to, I mean, Acacia, about, I, I, I don't know. I never know if it's middle school or elementary or what, because it was K through 8. So, um, you know, I went to a K through 8 with this guy. Um, Gaius and we were like the best of friends both of us loved movies he got me really into horror movies and um, we wrote horror movies like we're in the sixth grade we're handwriting it on college ruled paper and all that stuff <laughs> like um, I scanned all that stuff in like 10, 10 years ago or so just to, for posterity um, so I didn't have to keep keep it but I always had like you know we had we made soundtracks for our movies and all this stuff anyway he was always like gonna do something in movies um but from the entertainment news part of things and sure enough like he's still he's killing it and he's got a pod he's got a couple podcasts now um that are entertainment related but he's a writer for a bunch of websites and oh wow doing doing great work so um he has a podcast called back to the blockbuster uh he and i have stayed in touch over the years and when he was going to start the podcast it was kind of his second foray but he was going to be kind of the creative lead on it and so i was like okay well you know this is like you know i i could only give the advice that i could give but i was like really like it's important to stick to a schedule as grueling as that is and sure enough one of his uh, it's really he's the only original host that's been on every episode, but they release every week at least one episode, um, if not multiple. Anyway, wow, great dude. We saw Scream Two in the theaters together, and uh, and so it was like just kind of a natural fit that like we were gonna he was gonna have me on for the 25th anniversary. Of Jeez, that. wow, yeah, that's so crazy. So, 25 years ago, Scream. Yeah, so we talk about having to get some dude to buy us tickets to go see Scream Two because we were too young and. Um, and uh, we talked, you know, just reminisce on the movie. So 
just like we do on this podcast, we talk a lot about movies and digress. This is just all about movies. So <laughs> was it back to the blockbuster? Back to the blockbuster. And you back can get to the it blockbuster. Get all of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um and let's see. I, I had a couple other things of housekeeping. I'm interested in my window layout is different than it normally is, so I'm trying to get it back to normal here. Um did I have anything else? The, Dude, we we, we last also want to mention was that, the final damage track. Oh shoot! So we've done we've done damage. Mm-hmm. We've done some. And then damage. I wrote this week <laughs> is the last clarity track, but really this isn't a clarity track. So we're done with clarity too. Apparently. Yeah. So clarity's done. Damage is done. Yeah. It's wild. Man. Yeah. It is. It, it's wild. It is. It is wild. I'm trying um, to take it all in. Let's see how many. Gosh, it's just like it feels like all the rest of them, they're all individual colors. So it's like all these albums were just gonna be closing out. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. Winding down. Um yeah. couldn't be more stoked to do this. But yeah, um uh, this track this week. Um Yeah, and, and the band, the band is still a band, man. They they just got done playing almost acoustic like Christmas. I know. I was right looking here at in LA. Yeah. Looking at their and set they list. They were playing um uh our friend. I'm trying to think how best to say this. April O'Neil ah. was in uh, D.C. And she was like, oh, you'll appreciate this. I'm in Pennsylvania. Um, and they're playing. And I am not able to get to the show and back onto my flight in time. And so she was so upset that she was uh. in the same city as them. And then I accidentally told her because I didn't put together that the Pennsylvania show was also the D.C. show. Like, yeah, I, the, I just uh, don't know how geography on that coast works. So I told her, I was like, oh, they just played DC and they were pulling fans that were wearing Jimmy World merch just out of the crowd to go meet the band, like do a meet and greet. Because <laughs> um, I saw it on the Facebook group that they were doing that. And I realized, oh, the Pennsylvania show is the DC show. Sorry for telling you that. Oh, so. dude. <laughs> so it's double, man. Really, just twist <laughs> the knife, man. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's a huge Jimmy World fan. And uh, and we always talk about yeah. that and Back to the Future a lot. So Yeah. Did you happen to catch the if you interview? Want to check out more of April O'Neil's work. I guess just Google it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, She's great. there you go. She's awesome. She yes. really is cool. Um, your question. Oh, did you happen to watch the Megan Holiday interview with Jimmy World at? No, great. Oh, is Christmas. there good stuff there? There is. So the second half, it's an eight minute like interview. Megan. She's fun. She is. I don't listen to K Rock anymore, but I, I dig. She she gives me um, hope for the young 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 whimper whippersnappers and radio right right and uh, you know what let me just put together a a little creation i mean a, a, oh. a room for us here oh my <laughs> there you are oh wait i Didn't love I give you a room did you oh let's see oh you did look at you look at you i'm gonna jump look in this us. room so this is five and a half minutes in all right here we go mm. all right so let me give you this she asked the the first few questions that she asks are basically the are you guys Did she tired bring up of doing? <laughs> you know that didn't come up. She <sighs> asked the those I've been saying it for years. <laughs> the, the canned questions of like, do you guys get sick of playing in the middle? And they were talking about being a band that just continues to put out music that they love. So this yeah. is when she starts to ask some interesting questions. I I think she's doing this. It's a segment called. That's not like twenty questions. And this is the first Acoustic Christmas, obviously post-COVID, but post-Kevin and Bean, because it used to be the Kevin and Bean almost Acoustic Christmas. Right. And so, yeah, is this, this is the first one? This is the first non-Kevin and Bean Acoustic Christmas, because they were always the hosts. Okay. All right, here we go. This is, I think it's around here. 
Oh, I can I can I applaud the sound person? You know why I'm applauding the sound person? Why? Because every mic is labeled with colored tape and a colored cable, so they can easily they don't need to know the name of a single member of that band. They can just be like, "Oh, I need to fix." Blue is fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> right. Exactly. Also, that they're they're wearing good. headphones. That is clever. You'll hear why they're wearing headphones in just a moment. <laughs> Because it sounds like they're in the middle of a thoroughfare. Here we go. (laughs) So this kind of leads me into my question for Jim. Okay, while attending Mountain View High School, you formed a band named Sonic Pudding, which changed to I Ate the Sandbox and then Sean Theory. Is this true? Yes, that's all true. Oh, my God. And again, I come from a long, a long line of really bad bad names. Actually. Well, and I mean, think about it. Jimmy E. World to I Ate the Sandbox. It's a lot of, you know, it's like we like eating. We enjoy eating things. Jim actually that's came and played at our high school, and that was our first time I saw Jim play. That's true. Wow. Because our bass player at the time went to Tom's high school, and he hooked us up with a lunch gig at this high school. Oh, he did. Wasn't that, wasn't that right? <laughs> Probably. A lunch gig? Amazing. So what was it, like 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Was it? Like a short gig? Yeah. Yeah, it was like, I don't even know how that would happen now. Uh, like, I know. Schools would kids, never allow that now. A rival high school showing up and then, and then jamming. <laughs> oh, my God. So rad. I just love that you guys have all known each other for such a long time. Uh, yeah. Was there ever a time that you thought, hey, maybe we're not going to do this anymore, and then decided, you know what, let's just forge on and keep going? No, uh, we've we've done a, we've done a good job about keeping this fun. Yes. You know that's that's the other mental health thing is if you're if you're uh, trying to protect the thing that makes it fun, then why would you stop? You know, a little bit of that has to do with like keeping your expectations in check. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, it's I like, do. <laughs> I can see how a lot of bands kind of like break up and and. Uh, stop doing this because it's not it's not bringing them the the, the fame or the glory that they were expecting you know mm-hmm. yeah and we'd never we never really thought about it that you know you didn't like, think about expectations you just wanted to make great music yeah i mean well we and that's sort of that's that's kind of a product of where we came from and the the music scene when we formed there wasn't it wasn't cool and you know we had no it was Mesa, you know, like no, <laughs> the red hot music scene that is Mesa. Like we didn't have any expecting to break out of there was like not even something any of us thought about. So you only the only the only reason to do it was to have fun with your friends and be part of like the the scene there. Well, it's very apparent that every time you guys are on stage, and I've seen you a million times, you will always be one of my favorite bands till I die. And you, you always make it fun, and you always bring everybody together to, to feel good. And so I'm very excited to get to watch you tonight, because I'll be done, and I can go out there and watch you guys rock. So thank you so much, Jimmy Worlds. I love you guys. I'm Megan Holiday. It's K-Rock. Thanks for watching. It was, uh, I mean, some of that stuff we've heard before, right? But it's, yeah. it's always some nice. Some of the stuff we asked, and, or he, you know, he said to us. That was pretty cool. Yeah, there were a few band names I don't think I've ever heard him mention that they were <laughs> part of. But doesn't it remind no, you? I heard all those. Sonic Pudding, Shown Theory, I Shown? Sandbox. Yeah. I Shown ate, Theory, yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't uh-huh. remember hearing Shown Theory. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Uh, but it reminded me that whole the whole lunch thing. How how yeah. they said it couldn't be possible now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It couldn't be possible now. All these, even though we have open campuses, it's still they're so locked down. 
Yeah. I do miss Did a good... You, you remember What bands do you remember coming and playing your high school at lunch? We had um, Pink came and played at lunch at our high school once. What? Um, yeah. And then uh, then it was a bunch of no-name people. Uh, Kinder Size was one, and Ten Times a Day was the other. The closest one that I... Well, did you remember In Memory at all? Yeah, yeah. We played with In Memory. Yeah, so they were called Flow before, P-H-L-O. That was when they were really, they were taking a lot of, um, uh, a lot of the cues from Incubus and then mm-hmm. a lot of influence from Incubus. And then they moved into In Memory. And then yeah. I feel like they, they put out I like three or four I remember In Memory being very Incubus-y. Yeah. Yeah, they were. That was the closest thing to like a band where I thought, hey, I, I could tell somebody the name of that band and they might know it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about it. <sighs> Nothing huge. No pink. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Pink was uh, pretty cool um, seeing her that early. All right, uh, shall we jump into it? Let's do it, man. All right, the song is Christmas Card. Okay, this was originally on the Jimmy Eat World Blueprint 7-inch split. Um, and what do I have here in my notes here? It's track one of three on that. And then I've got a Discogs entry. We'll talk about some of the different pressings of that because... Um, We've only talked about this one time before this yeah. uh, release. Um, it's also on singles. Um, in Ireland, it's track 8 of 13. In Germany, it's track 8 of 12. In the U.S. reissue, it was track 8 of 11. U.S. regular issue, 9 of 12. And in Japan, it's track 9 of 14. For the Clarity Deluxe, it's track 15 of 15 in Japan or 14 of 15 in the U.S. It was also on a live compilation that KXLU had put out, 88.9 FM here in L.A., and KXLU is also where Paul Drake took a lot of photos of the band performing, which ended up on the Jimmy Eat World 1998 EP. Uh, And I know that because I think not this last, I think when we did Crush, um, and I put that, superimposed the lyrics over the photo of the back of Tom, uh, Paul Drake commented right. uh, on a DM. He's like, oh, that's at KXLU for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was kind of cool. Um, so this was from that session there. And we'll listen to that version of the song. There's also a compilation 101 Christmas songs that I found on Discogs. Um, so it's on there. It's also alternative rock Christmas compilation. And then Clarity Demos, it's track 10 of 13. Um so those are all the track numbers. Accor- the, the best release date I could get, according to Genius and Discogs, is that this EP or this seven inch was released January 1st, 1996. It's possible. Yeah. It seems unlikely to me. Right. It was probably just so early in the band's repertoire that they were just like, is it done? All right. It's out. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, um, and so it was um, produced by Jimmy Eat World, but recorded at Mind's Eye Digital by Larry Elia. Um, written by Jimmy Eat World. Singer is Jim. Uh, not featuring anybody that I could find. The label, according to um, the single, the singles liner notes and to the website, the archive version of the website, is Abridged Records. Um, and then, okay, publishing's all over the place. Yeah, Today, right. if you were to go license this song, you'd get it from Do I Get a Pickle with that. Um, when it was put on the 1998 or the 1999 Clarity Deluxe in Japan, it was uh, Turkey on Rye. Um, Before that, though, it was an industry for outer space. So all over the place. Um, I wrote that, yes, there is a demo, but there's not. What's on the Clarity demos is the 
blueprint version of the song. And the reason you can tell is at the end, you start hearing the twinkly guitars of Untitled. Um, and so I was going to put line them up in Premiere and, and play them next to each other, but they would have been exactly the same because I was listening to it and I was like, other than the quality sounding kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, I was like, I don't know. It sounds the same. Um, they've played it, according to Setlist FM, 17 times. And apparently we have all 17 right. versions <laughs> on video because, wow, there was so much footage. Yeah. Um, so the earliest first played in concert, according to Setlist FM, is at the Black Cat main stage in Washington, D.C., April 11th, 1997. And most recently, they played it December 30th, 2000 at Nita's Hideaway. For sure, I have that Nita's Hideaway. I'm scrolling down. Yeah, I don't see anything that is for sure before April 11th, 97. I have a performance in Riverside in 97, but it's not dated. Notable high notes of G sharp 4 and F sharp 4. Um, notable low notes of C sharp 3 and B2. Then uh, on Last FM, 37.3 thousand listeners have scrabbled this song 119.2 thousand times. 34 of which are from me, at least that I scrabbled. How many from you? 83. Well, I was surprised. Yeah, it's, and it's a good, it's a good song. I don't, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't awesome. skip it. So yeah, <laughs> um, it's got a uh, B major key, which is a one B Camelot, one ninety five BPM, and two fifty four duration. Shall we jump into the lyrics? Let us do it. This now, I've got two <laughs> things to follow you along. Good, with. good. I've got the Japanese liner notes. Which is fun to read just because they they feel like they got translated twice. <laughs> or I actually have the lyrics that the band wrote out on the archived website. Okay. Well, well, you'll have to double check me. There were a few that I listened to. Both Genius and Song Meanings looked like they had the same lyrics copied. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I listened back, I didn't mark off where I edited. But you'll hear that there were a few things that are different from the Genius that uh, just uh, they were just mm-hmm. misinterpreted earlier sure okay so fix it for me if you if i come across an error here there were a couple oh, that yeah. i was and you know what i should do is i'm gonna open up I, i'm gonna have so many tabs open do it but i'm gonna open up genius and uh edit i'm gonna log in we've got 196 iq points on uh, genius i don't know if that's good or bad <laughs> <laughs> i remember we completely redid a song recently you know what else i'm gonna do is i'm gonna add like verses and choruses to this because it's all over the place okay let's do this thing okay All right, I have down, this is Christmas card, and I have down the first set. I've got a verse one. I just did, I didn't break it down into verse one and verse two. Um, I did split it in half, though, so I'm going to go a couple lines at a time. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it split. I just went by where it felt like Jim paused naturally and then where it, totally. Okay, so I've got, hey, hey, still staring, little girl. Are you looking at or past me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, now it sounds like, a couple who are maybe going through some issues. She's in a daze. Her mind is elsewhere. She's not focused on the conversation or, or them being there in that moment. Worry. Simple symptoms don't leave you this underweight or red in the eyes. And I think this is where he's the one who's worried. He's concerned. There's something going on that's a little bit bigger than she's leading him to believe. I think he sees the writing yep. on the wall. And then we move into what I consider the pre-chorus here. Correct, I agree. Okay, good. This is no more rules. The ones we make don't last a night. 
And I think he's saying at this point, okay, all bets are off. What's the real reason you're being like this? Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got to step out of our comfort zone, what we're used to in order to make some progress in this relationship that we have here. And then we go into what I consider the chorus. Is that what you would say? Yes, sir. All right. Agreed. So then we've got, uh, so pick up the pieces, start again, start over Tuesday morning, conscience clean. Now, all I can hear there is him going, conscience clean. Right. (laughs) This is when he just starts singing out. So I think he's going, how about this? We just reset and pick up ourselves. We can wake up tomorrow morning and start again with a fresh conscience. Start again, start over Tuesday morning. Uh, And before I kind of get into the whole days of the week thing here, (laughs) we'll get into, then it goes into verse two. So it starts with this card, postmarked December 23. The Mm -hmm. caption reads, how does he do it? So I think this is a caption in reference to the design or some kind of artwork inside. Maybe it's a picture of Santa delivering gifts. Like I imagine some kind of like normal Norman Rockwell design on the cover, that kind of a thing. And that's why he says the caption reads and in quotes, is it in quotes on the liner notes at all? Um, it, uh, let's see. Yes. Okay. So how does he do it? I think it's just, it's that it's the caption that's reading underneath the front of this Christmas card. Uh, now, I guess we can this talk real quick about the dates and stuff. This does come up in a oh, few sure, comments yeah. online, uh, on in community. And when we did 1223.95, we figured out that that was a Saturday, which we referred to as uh, Little Christmas Eve mm. or Christmas Eve Eve, right? So if this card is postmarked December 23rd, let's assume it was going across the United States or maybe just one state away, no deliveries on Sunday, we're figuring that this individual... The protagonist here uh, has received this on Monday. So that's why he's reading it on Monday. Start again. Start over Tuesday morning. So now we're going to oh. saying, let's just do this again. We'll wait. We'll go to sleep. We'll wake up tomorrow and start fresh. That's that. I mean, you could you could try and that. get that from this. I don't know how closely they are related. There were a few people that said, hey, look, these seem like tracks. I, I saw a really interesting theory in the Jimmy World AMA post from a com- from a comment, not from the band. Right. Okay. Yeah, I have that one highlighted as well. We'll get there. Uh, So let's just assume that this Christmas card was received on Monday. And now the second half of verse two is message. Now I think this is what was written inside. Too bad he treats me like I'm dead. Nothing works. Just make it easy. Okay. Mm. Message, huh? Yes. So what I've got is miss. And it says that that way in the liner notes, MS. But then in the archived websites, it's a Mrs. M-R-S. Oh, Mrs. Right. So like Mrs. uh, Mrs. Mm -hmm. The Mark. Uh, I guess that's an interesting way. I was thinking like, you remember how everybody's doing those memes like Little Miss, I watch too much TV, like Little Miss, uh, I watch true crime to go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Remember those little yeah. miss memes that were going around like a month ago? Mm-hmm. Um, I read it as that. Like the caption reads, How does he do it? Miss too bad he treats me like I'm dead. Ah, yes. Um, so I was going to ab- update the genius to a proper noun and put it back to misses like the like the uh yeah, I don't know. Hmm, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, the MRS on the old now, the old archived website has tons of typos. Right, because Zach probably did. It's it. also the only place that I've seen MRS, but everywhere else had MS dot. 
so I thought it was short for Miss. Okay. Like Miss, you know, Little Miss Sunshine, Little Miss. Right. 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 So let's just say it's that. I mean, I Miss says, too bad he treats me like I'm dead. With the whole quotes thing, I think I feel like that could fit. If the caption reads this and then misses, too bad he treats me like I'm dead. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's. And then do you think it's misses, too bad he treats me like I'm dead? Or do you think it's misses, too bad he treats me like I'm dead? Nothing works to make this easy. No, I think it's, I think it's that, that <laughs> too bad he treats me like I'm dead. Yeah. Pause. Stop. And then nothing works. Yeah. Just make it easy. Yeah. <laughs> just make it easy or to make this easy. Let's see what nothing Japan works. Says. To make this easy to Japan. Nothing works. To make it easy in I, the old I website. feel like okay, let me look. Let me look at that's if yeah. that's what genius has. That might have been the one that I fixed. Nothing works to make this easy. He clearly says, just make it easy. I listened to it three mm. or four times. We can listen to it if you want. Yeah, let's all right. Let's listen to it. He definitely says, just make it easy. All right, here we go. Let me find the spot. Oh, this is right. I think I'm gotta go back a little bit oh yeah yeah see it's pretty clearly said he says it's clear that he says just make it easy but so both both say to make it easy they do but i think liner notes and singing i'm gonna put on genius the way it's sung all right yeah nothing works just make it easy but i do believe that too bad he treats me like i'm dead is the line that it goes along with that message, or in this case, misses. Misses too bad. He treats me like I'm dead. It sounds like they're just, even though she is maybe not speaking or not responding to him at the beginning. This is what he feels like she is saying in her silence: is that too bad he treats me like I'm dead. So it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what he does, that she's gonna feel that way about him. So it just sounds really like this couple is falling apart here, and he's maybe trying to hold it together. So then we go into the pre-chorus here. No more lies. The ones we live work just fine. So previously the pre-chorus was no more rules. The ones we make don't last night. This pre-chorus is saying no more lies. The ones we live will work just fine. I think the lies that they live are enough. That's plenty. Mm -hmm. There's too many that we have already. They don't need anything else to muddy the waters. Uh, And then the chorus comes again. So pick up the pieces. Start again. Start over Tuesday morning. Conscience clean. Alone, right? So he says, "Alone, conscience yeah. clean, alone." And this is that that part of the song where I think you get to what Jim's really trying to get across here. Um, the very last line to me, which not only is it effective with what, how he's written it, but also the fact that it's a final line. I I read this. I hope you figure out what it is you want. Is mm-hmm. that correct? This sounds like the closing line to a love letter or even a goodbye letter, but the, the mm-hmm. pleading kind. All of this that preceded it was just information about, I wish we could be better. Let's try this again if you want. But at the very end, this is that. The end is, is I hope you figure out what it is you want. <laughs> because clearly it's, it's not me or you are trying to figure stuff out for yourself and you clearly don't want me in the picture even though he may want to help. So it sounds like maybe the Christmas card was received or at least given just because, and there was mm-hmm. really no love behind it. But I do I do feel like there's definitely, the Christmas card title most definitely fits with what's being said here, is that that was what was received. 
and all this content that he's describing here in the lyrics or what was either um, insinuated in what was written in there or what he had interpreted from reading it. I've proposed our edits. Thank you. Sad little Christmas card to receive. You never want a Christmas card like that. That's a sad one. No, this is not the good kind. Yeah. You know, one thing that I do in every card, and my mom gave me this, two things, actually, that I'm very, very proud of with with cards. I know that not everyone keeps cards. I am am bad about keeping cards. I keep so many cards. Like, I have... Really? Yes, I do. But there's two things that my mom has has instilled in me with with any kind of greeting, um, sympathy, or holiday card is writing something in the top left corner that takes up at least half of that mm-hmm. wide area something heartfelt right and then on the right side above what what is said the little writing there i'll put the date that i very important yeah yep. i think that's important but yeah that's i love that and my sister does it too so when she sends me stuff it's nice it's not just like hey, happy birthday justin she'll say something hey thanks for being such a great big brother and etc i um i scan them in with my phone. Yeah. And that's why I'm at iCloud storage all the time. There you go. But um, that's smart. That's, that's how I uh, that's how I keep away from uh, uh, burying myself with. Uh, yeah. All of well, this, this I did purge a while back. I think three or four years ago, we were doing a humongous cleansing of the house and I did throw a bunch away. It was hard. I don't think I, I could throw them all away. I picked a few and I said, you know what? Just toss these. <laughs> there were a handful that I kept that were very important for people that were no longer with us or yep. that kind of a thing. But yeah. the other ones were like stuff from my dad. It was just a normal birthday card. And he, you know, Hey punk, how you doing? <laughs> kind of a thing. So those, I, I felt like it could go, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think there's something about, I, I'm a big handwritten letter guy. And so Christmas cards to me, even any kind of card, it just shows a little more than just a, a text message, which is so easy to do. And I'm very guilty of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Shall we jump into track? Let notes? us. Yeah. All right. So on the seven inch, I want to talk about the thank yous first. Um, it's it's really less of a thank you and more of like just a little abridged records slip that went inside the record here. It says Christmas card slash untitled by Jimmy Eat World was recorded at Mind's Eye Digital Studio by Larry Elia. In Between Angels by Blueprint was recorded at Big House Studio by Dan Workman. Special thanks to Paul Drake for photos. Um, so yeah, there it is. I don't know, where's Big House Studio, do you think? You check that out. I'm sure it's going to be listed somewhere. Big House Studio, yeah. Arizona. Dan Workman. That's my guess. AZ. Where's the 832 area code? Let's see. 832 area code. Texas. Houston. Houston. Houston Street. <laughs> oh, he's worked on some Beyonce stuff. I'll bet Blueprint doesn't show up on us. <laughs> no, it does not. I'm on his website, though. <laughs> Biography. Is this dude? Oh, boy. I want to say this is the dude. He was in an art noise rock band culture side. Cool. Ooh. Let's go to this dude's SoundCloud page. Let's listen to this. Sergeant Frog Final Mix from three months ago. We're the frogs from outer space. We've come to take over the human race. Retreat, retreat, three, two, one, blast off! 
That wow. that is wild. <laughs> something. It's definitely something. That was something. Well, it says we listen to Dan Workman stuff. Let's listen to uh, what is it called? Between Angels. Before I get into the uh, the rest of what we're talking about here, uh, In Between Angels by Blueprint. God, it's wild. Woo 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 woo. Yeah, totally. Oh, this is a live version. We don't need that. Um, although, is that going to be the version I'm able to find? <laughs> I remember listening to this when we listened to the untitled. Uh... Oh, yeah. Jamming, vibing, jamming. Um, yeah, special thanks to Paul Drake for photos. Now, there are three versions of the seven inch, if you recall. Yes, I do. There's the bicycle cover, which is a black and white photo of a broken bicycle or the rel- the the remains of a bicycle centered, and it says blueprint slash Jimmy World. Then you've got the truck version number one, which is a similarly framed center photo except that the top it says jimmy world slash blueprint and it is a photo of a classic 1940s truck in a field black and white centered and finally there is the truck version number two which is the lower right hand corner and that's the common more common one right i believe so i don't know let's look you see a lot of pictures of that one I i think it was priced at 44 bucks this one mm. on eBay, the one in the bottom right. So mm-hmm. it didn't seem like it was. I mean, maybe that's a lot to pay for a seven inch. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I remember we got down to the, the listen to episode 56. We talked yeah. about <laughs> Um, But uh, top right, Jimmy World slash blueprint, bottom right, truck. Um, and those are the differences. Yeah. Did you see Brendan is gone? I think we've we went through this when we uh read this last Brendan time. Is gone. This is what the is comment the one comment on the bottom of the Discogs page for that blueprint uh Jimmy World. Oh, I have two Discogs comments. Uh let's see. I have purple dot and I have minus the snake. Interesting. So there must be a one I completely missed. Okay, this one, one is yeah, from the bottom right and it's it's just Brendan is gone August 15th, 2012 says just to describe them further, two slightly different hmm. sleeve versions for the truck cover. Speckled paper, label address P.O. Box 7951, Houston, Texas 77270 in uppercase and lowercase. And two, less speckled paper, label address P.O. Box 571221, Houston, Texas 77257 in all caps. Ooh. So very distinct differences from those. Well, I guess not distinct. He said two slightly different, but from speckled to less speckled paper. <laughs> And that's the sleeve on the inside, right? Dan Workman, though, is in... Uh, I think that's the Dan Workman. We yeah. found him. Yeah. But he's worked with Beyonce and yeah. all kinds of people, so... Um, has done all kinds of crazy stuff since uh, doing the noise art core thing in the 90s. Um, so, yeah. Uh, those are the three versions I wanted to touch on. Um, 
there is a blurb, a couple blurbs on Wikipedia that stood out to me. One was um, that this was included on the Japanese version of Clarity, which was released June 9th. 99 this release includes a bonus tracks what i would say to you now and christmas card so um pretty cool that it got released that was like the first major release after having been a seven inch like a a seven inch that they went and did on their own right um uh, outside of the confines of capital then wikipedia blurb number two the capital clarity reissue included christmas card and a studio demo of sweetness as bonus tracks um so the reissue just that it became available here in the states outside of the singles uh compilation that the band put Mm -hmm. um so that's about i'm about halfway through my track notes okay let's see i don't have a lot here let's do this you and i can go we read this and i uh, this is chris blackburn.com did you have this I don't think so. Okay, so I'm going to send this over to you. We can do the uh, Jimmy Pod Theater. Nice. So this is, I'll go ahead and tell you where you can start. You can be C, which is going to be, uh, this is going to be, what's his name? Chris, I guess this would be Chris Blackburn. Yeah. And it's talking Mm -hmm. with Tom. And Tom. You'll be Tom. Yes. So this is from uh, an interview with Tom Linton of Jimmy World, written April 1999. You can go about halfway Maybe about two thirds down, where it starts with Chris saying, "I heard Lucky Denver Mint." So we'll start there. This is in Richmond, Virginia, March eighteenth, nineteen ninety nine, um, and this is kind of—I don't know if we read this far into it. Just with the setup, during the second week of March nineteen ninety nine, my band, The Little Dipper, went on a week long tour down the East Coast. We ended up with open nights on Sunday and Thursday, so we took the opportunity to catch Jimmy World at the Middle East in Boston and at Twisters in Richmond. But this third paragraph here is. The show in Richmond was much the same, full crowd of people, but whereas the Boston show was mostly incident-free, lead singer, guitarist Jim Atkins amp decided not to cooperate in Richmond thanks to a blown fuse. Jim borrowed an amp from one of the guys from Lazy Cane, a late 80s model crate amp that didn't have a clean channel. That extra distortion made for a very unusual show. That's got to be kind of cool to have it forced to play everything totally um, chunky and crunchy, you know? Yeah. I'm going to put on my best uh, radio voice. All right, okay. Uh, I'll try and be Tom and a Tom. Tom's got kind of a voice like this. All right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I heard Lucky Denver Mint at two o'clock in the morning in Hartford. I was like, was that Jimmy World? What? All right. We got Jed the Fish over here. Uh, That's funny. (laughs) Where did your name come from? I'm sure you get asked that a lot. I was thinking Boy Meets World, lead singer's name is Jim. <laughs> nah, it has nothing to do with that. Actually, it's a picture that my little brother drew probably five years ago. My brother Jim beat up my younger brother Ed, and Jim ran into his room and locked his door. And Ed drew this picture that said, Jimmy Eat World, and it was a picture of him eating the world. My brother Jim is kind of a big guy, a stupid name. <laughs> it's got a good story, though. I mean, my band's name is The Little Dipper. I just joined the band. I don't know what the heck, <laughs> where the heck they got the name. You should ask them. <laughs> I probably should. Um, re-recording Crush. Was that... You thought that was a great song. Deserve better production? Yeah, exactly. We thought we could record it better. I don't know. We all liked the song. We recorded that in Christmas Card. Christmas Card turned out okay, but Crush sounded really good. So we thought, let's just use that. <laughs> By the way, I love the new song you guys are doing. Oh, sweetness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll go into yeah, that. All right, that so... Uh, yeah, they just mentioned it. They actually addressed it there. 
This was in 99 that they liked it, just not enough, yeah. which is yeah, mostly the case. They played it a grip. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Jed the Fish. Carl <laughs> What if your name was Asp? <laughs> oh man! Uh, um, try. I'm going to share some images with go ahead, you, me. um, just to show that uh, it exists. One is the Clarity Deluxe black uh, back sleeve um, of the uh, of the LP. You can see Christmas card. There, there it is. Two minutes uh, and fifty three seconds. Yeah. yeah, and then. Um, there was another. Oh, the singles insert for Japan. I'm just sh- uh, sharing you this image here, where you can see it's listed here, and then all the kanji uh, katana. Ooh, um, you say katana? Uh, 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 we're saying it a lot at work. Uh, I forget the name. <laughs> but anyway, I'm too tired for this. I got up at two in the morning to work. Gotcha. <laughs> got it. Got it. Um. This is one of my favorite things. On the singles album, they wrote kind of a paragraph for every song. Uh, and this got kind of grouped in with uh, Untitled. And it mostly talks about Untitled, but it's kind of cool to read. Um, so, Christmas card and Untitled recorded and mixed by Larry Elia at Mind's Eye Digital Abridged Records. We used to record all live except for vocals because we only had two hours of studio time to use. This session, we had some extra time, so we decided to mess around with a riff Tom and I were working on while Larry was getting the drums mic'd. So that's what ended up being untitled was that messing around. But uh, but yeah, interesting that we used to record all live except for vocals because we only had two hours of studio time. Man, now they have all the studio time they want. Right? Yeah. Um, Stitches and Grooves has um, a little bite about a Christmas card. I'll just read that that paragraph. <clears throat> this is about Clarity's second pressing, 10th anniversary edition, and third press. So uh, specifically third press here. Third pressing also features the bonus tracks, Christmas card, and Sweetness demo, which were not found on the first pressing, but are on the second pressing of Clarity. The track listing between the second and third pressings regarded... Regarding the bonus tracks is different, however, as on the second pressing, they are featured before the final track on the studio album and how it appears on vinyl. Goodbye, Sky Harbor. So, to clarify, Christmas Card and Sweetness Demo, in order, appear before Goodbye, Sky Harbor, which is the final track on the record. On the third pressing, the studio album concludes before the record gets into the two bonus tracks. So, Goodbye, Sky Harbor comes in before the bonus tracks Christmas card and sweetness demo on the third pressing sweetness demo is the final track. So, uh, and that will come up <laughs> with people complaining about that. Yeah. That was one um, note that I had in here. Um, just kind of a random note was that that was, this was my signal that I was listening to the expanded edition when I would listen to that. Do God do. And that, that first ringing dissonant. Well, I guess it wouldn't be dissonant, but that rap, that resonant chord, at the beginning of Christmas card that I was listening to the expanded edition after goodbye sky Harbor would cut out after 16, oh, yeah, yeah. 16 minutes. And then you just, I mean, you get a warning, you get the, you get the count in and then, it, but yeah, but before I knew it, like, I'd be zoned out working on something. And then before I knew it, you're like, yeah. Yes. And I go, Oh yep. That's the expanded edition there. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, lastly, I've got two tweets from the band. Um, one of which I wish I had the 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 original tweet that the band is re- replying to. Scott Heisel tweets at the band something. Uh, this is January twenty seventh, two thousand nine, and uh, Scott Heisel is responded to by the band. Maybe Christmas card and what I would say to you now, but I don't know what the question was. Wow. Let me uh, ask Scott. What was the question here? <laughs> would love to know. All right, so there's that. And tweet number two, uh, less exciting. It just says, uh, songs of ours that refer to Christmas, colon. Christmas card, 122395, last Christmas, if you were born today, the low cover, and little thing, hashtag FB. That was posted uh, December 20th, 2010. And uh, so, yeah, that is just them telling people where to find other songs of theirs that talk about Christmas. Okay, I've got a a couple of small things just to mention. I don't often go to Ultimate Guitar, the tabs, but I thought this was really a, just seemed very genuine. This tab was, the author was Cornbread118. So it wasn't from a long time ago. It was like last edited on 2014, in February of 2014. That's, that's a deep cut. But the, it's, <laughs> Cornbread, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. That's a band name of theirs. Tom. Yep. And you can tell why here. So it says, I'm sure this isn't perfect, but it does sound very, very close. I love this song and I couldn't find any tabs for it anywhere. So I figured I might as well tab it myself and finally get a tab out for this song. Feel free to correct it. Corrections or comments. Welcome at Danny eat world at hotmail.com. Mm. I hope you enjoy. So Danny is cornbread, the band, <laughs> one of Tom's early band names. Yeah, man. <laughs> Bands like Cornbread, just go to Tom if you ever want a bad band name. So I thought that was pretty <laughs> genuine there. And then a couple of other things. This one, one is from Billboard, one is from Phoenix New Times, but it's kind of just mentioning, addressing the vinyl release. And then I think this one was Big Casino. So this one was on Billboard. Katie Hasty. Uh, oh gosh, why does it do that? Come on, go away. Oh, forget it. This is from August 15th, 2007. Uh, Jimmy World sees the light. This fall, the album's first single, Big Casino, will be released to radio at the end of the month. So it talks about Chase This Light, Butch Vig. It's the first album in three years, but down toward the bottom. Uh, Chase This Light is the follow-up to 2004's Futures, which has sold 615,000 copies in the United States, according to Nielsen SoundScan. Capital EMI recently expanded editions of two of Jimmy World's earliest albums, 1999's Clarity, which gained bonus tracks 77 Satellites and What Would I Say to You Now, and 1996's Static Prevails, which now has a demo version of Sweetness and Christmas Card. And then they go on to say Jimmy World's currently touring Europe, and is scheduled to perform at Leeds and Reading Festivals in UK at the end of the month. The other one's very similar from Phoenix New Times, February 13th, 2009. Kelly Wilson, 2.38 p.m. Very important that they have that time in there. Uh, Jimmy (laughs) Eat World to offer vinyl remastered Clarity on tour. Hometown rock heroes Jimmy Eat World have remastered Clarity in honor of the disc's 10th anniversary and are offering it as a part of an exclusive package on their 10-date Clarity Times X10 tour. The package, which is available online and through vinyl only on the tour, features the bonus tracks Christmas card and a demo for sweetness along with a souvenir tour t-shirt. Mm. Mm, that's got to be a cool shirt. Clarity X10. I've seen it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have it. No, I was going to ask. No? Yeah. 
Yes. I was at that show, though. Um, I pulled up an article that from a website that no longer exists, buzz.ie. <laughs> this is written by David Hardery, December 22nd, 2016. And this uh, is a small, small little article about Christmas tune of the day, Jimmy Eat World Christmas card. It's far from a classic. But with only a few sleeps till the big day, I think we're all sick of the staples. If I have to hear another breathy cover of Santa Baby this 2016, I could go on. I could go full on Grinch. Uh, and then they post a YouTube link that I assume is Christmas card. Christmas card is an amazing example of Jimmy Eat World's mid 90s sound originating as an unreleased B-side intended for clarity and has the raw emotion you've come to expect from the lads. But the most impressive part of the song is perhaps the balance between subtlety and aggression. It's a tightly controlled track with tiny sparse, sparse breaks of silence providing a balance to the crunching riffs. The recurrent plucked motif adds a perfect levity to counteract the weights of the main riff. Jim's raw vocals packed plenty of punch, and as with the best of emo, the lyrics hint at some raw feeling but never reveal too much. Taken in tandem with another unreleased track, Untitled, Seasonal, yet another unreleased tune intended for Static Prevails, Jimmy World have a solid pedigree on Christmas tunes. And that is what David Hurtery of Buzz.ie had to say in 2016. Now, Buzz.ie. I don't even know. What does the IE? Inland Empire. <laughs> what does that top-level domain even mean? I want to see. <laughs> TLD. I want to see. I remember uh, I worked for a company that was .tv. And I was like, I get why, but like, <laughs> what does that mean? And there's some small country called Tuvalu. And when the .com people when people started buying up domains tuvalu's like main like commerce uh main thing that brings money into their country is, is people geez, registering domains that's amazing that presented itself yeah. that and um it's yeah. columbia co like all the all the dot coms got taken up and so people started doing oh, dot yeah? co and i've seen at least i can guarantee that i've seen one uh infomercial i think it was for the moon pod moonpod.co it's that thing it's like a it almost looks like a beanbag chair but you can set it up and it's very it's okay. like the most comfortable chair but at the end of it the guy the mm-hmm. founder goes hey check us out at moonpod.co so actively wow. promoting these these colombian uh top level domains this one happens to be ireland ie is ireland oh yeah. okay. hi ireland ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes Okay, um, uh, I'm trying to see like about the dot TV. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. Oh yeah, here we go. Government revenues largely come from sales of fishing licenses, income from the Tuvalu Trust Fund, and from the lease of its dot TV internet top level domain. <laughs> Tuvalu began deriving revenue from the commercialization of its dot TV internet domain name, which was managed by Verisign until 2021. Oh boy! So they lost out on so it what now. Does that mean? What did they sell it off? I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. What did the, the Tuvalu know? Tuvalu know. What's <laughs> happened to them, man? <laughs> I just don't know. Oh, dude. I hope they're okay. Verisign renews contract with Tuvalu to run .tv registry through 2021. And then oh, man, That was in 2012. What happened to the TV TLD, man? I want to know. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. A tiny island puts it up for grabs. Puts the rights up for grabs. So they did sell it. 
Oh, so Tuvalu like sold yeah, it outright. They did. It is that like, like when it, yeah. a band sells their catalog? Yeah, look at this. A Colombian example. A similar thing happened a year in Colombia where the country's IT minister involved herself in the fate of the nation's .co top-level domain. <laughs> Profit. This is the shit people don't think about this shit. I, this is crazy. And you know, there's probably even smaller little uh, niches that people get in. And they're yeah. like... They, Do you even understand this FTX shit that's happening? No, here? I don't. All I know is that the money that I have in, in crypto is just... It's just nosedived for the last couple of years. And, you know, it I is what I it is. I invested like $125 it's, in 2016. And I've made none. <laughs> I think, but the, I think that's the other thing is like, people are like, Oh, it's not an investment. This well, is like, this is real. This is real shit. I did it just because I had a few extra bucks that I could throw in. And that's all I did. I was like, I what? threw it what in. It? It's oh, almost okay. like, uh, I'm sure there's it. I guess a Roth IRA is a little bit bigger, you know, mutual funds. You got someone handling money and it's like, you contribute every, every year. But I think it's like this. these things that if I throw a couple hundred bucks in this and a couple hundred bucks in that, maybe one of them takes off and makes 600 bucks. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, it's it's fun to play. Like I even use, a, I use the Robinhood app. Yeah. And I just have it like putting 20 bucks a month into like random. Yeah, shit. there you go. And one of those. You, you, like at one point I'll have a whole Apple stock because you can buy partial yeah. stocks. Yeah, <laughs> man. That's pretty cool that they allow you to do that now. <laughs> yeah. See that letting the little fish so, get in there. <laughs> All right, so they sold it. They sold it off. They they ended up uh, selling out. I hope they, <laughs> I hope they had a nice yeah. payday. <laughs> Me too. Uh, uh, All right. Okay, so, I've uh, got a couple I, more things. Please, I've got yeah. note to scene.com scene Christmas songs. So this is all, I guess, scene-based oh. things. Uh, when it comes to scene Christmas songs, there are definitely some shocking efforts out there, but even though our world might not be best known for its festive spirit, there remain some emo gems that are perfect for the holidays. I'll just name some of the other ones that you might know. My Chemical Romance, All I Want for Christmas. I don't want a lot for Christmas. No, All I Want for Christmas is you. Oh, oh, that That's one. That's the yeah, one you yeah, probably yeah. were thinking of. Thank you. Uh, Newfound Glory, Nothing for Christmas. Uh, Xmas. Oh. oh. Xmas is my favorite. What about Fallout Boy? You know that one? Uh, you'll Shoot yeah, Your Eye That's the out. one. Uh, what about Blink-182? Uh, at the time of this article, I won't be home for Christmas. Uh, this has or looks like it says Day. "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" song. Uh, oh, Happy Holidays! <laughs> yes. Oh, this is a fake film. This is a fake film. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just searched up uh, <laughs> Christmas yep. songs. Uh, what are you an all-time lowman? Uh, I like all-time low. Do I know their Christmas song? Well, what is Merry it? Christmas, Kiss My Ass. Oh uh, yeah, I'm familiar. Okay. None of these bands I know. Creeper. Uh, what about The Main? Oh, that's my favorite. Ho, ho, yes. Ho, ho. Uh, do you know Anne Berlin? I, I, I know of them, it's, but I don't know. This them. was a cover. This doesn't sound like an original. So this is Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. I mm. absolutely love That's one of my favorite Christmas songs. I think I know that one, yeah. Oh. I think I know that cover, too. Yeah. And then Jimmy World Christmas Card. A typically raw effort from the emo favorites. This It's so funny. Uh, all of those, like, normie-ass versions of things, <laughs> they put Christmas card and not what their last Christmas yeah, cover. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, right. A fake fan for Blink-182. Maybe they're, they're a, they're a yeah. Jimmy World head. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, a typically raw effort from the emo favorites. This festivish demo derives from the clarity era of the band, although it's fair to say it's one that doesn't provoke much holiday cheer. Um, and the last thing that I have was a non-secure website, but still searchable, <laughs> spacecityrock.com. This was Ooh. from... 
What did I find? I found it on here. Oh, all contents, 2002 Space City Rock, unless otherwise credited. I have to assume this is this is 20 wow. years old. <clears throat> Do you think this is um, Houston? What's Space City? Space City. Yeah, Houston. Houston Music. You're right. Oh, nice. Yeah. So this is uh, issue one, reviews, uh, revj.html. Uh, so this must be the J's here. Jimmy World slash Blueprint Christmas card in between angels. Didn't know Jimmy World very well at all. In fact, this is the only this is only the second thing I've actually heard by them. Don't they have an album out on a major label or something now? But I have to say that they do that melodic pop punk thing pretty well. The first track, Christmas card, is a beautifully melodic is beautifully melodic stuff. Nice and dissonant at points, but rocking and propulsive at others. The second part, untitled, on the other hand, opts to stay quiet, slow, and minimal, slow building layers of sound until the very end. I particularly like the cool feedback underlying the whole thing. Uh, after hearing the first side of this record, I was kind of afraid that maybe Blueprint wouldn't stand up very well against Jimmy World, but boy, was I wrong. So this was hands down the coolest Blueprint song I've heard since I heard the version of Dream and Weep. That's on Justice Records' Hellhole Comp. Not familiar? Me neither. Okay. So that's all I had to say about Christmas Card. But a very nice. old, it looks like it says Army Green. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. All right, that is all I got for track notes. It's so fun. Somebody's paying for that domain yep. to stay live. Yeah, right? twenty years. I mean, that's something like I would that I would do. I mean, I still got my old ones. I still got Justin Miller experience going Some on. Some of them, I feel like I let them lapse. Like I don't think lastoffthebus.com goes anywhere anymore. Yeah, but I was holding on to that for a long time. Uh, not secure. Take me to. Yeah, somebody squatted it. Oh, dude. Oh well. Yeah. Will raising interest rates in the U.S. <laughs> affect Bitcoin? David, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, go to last off the Yeah, you know what? That's the, and that's learn all that you want. To that's learn. the place that I would go to yep. uh, to find that. I had dope.com for a while, D E A U X. Oh, dude, I love you know, you don't I love that you don't throw that one out often. Like when something is really yeah. good, I'll get a good dope from you. <laughs> and I freaking love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just telling me I don't have permission to access this resource. Weird. Anyway, um all right, shall we jump into community? Let us jump into that community. All right. I've got two other Discogs comments that I found, and this is where people are complaining. So December 7th, 2020, two years ago, uh, Purple Dot says, I purchased this CD when it came out in 1999, and it barely left my CD player that year and scooped, uh, scooped up the 2XLP on Big Wheel shortly after. With that being said, I'm not sure why all reissues of this album have opted to include Christmas Card, released as its own 7-inch, and the demo version of Sweetness to interrupt the sequencing of this album. The transition from Crush to 122398 uh, on this version uh, is also kind of weird. For an album that is so important to me and many others, it's weird that I'd consider the original Big Wheel Recreation issue the definitive one. This version is a fine presentation, but lacks the depth and punch of the original press in addition to the sequencing. So that is uh, Purple Dot. The next comment is Minus the Snake, December 8th, 2017. Excellent pressing. The music sounds as perfect as ever, and there's almost no surface noise to speak of. My only complaint is that they should have cut the bonus tracks or put a locked groove before them. Christmas card is absolutely awful and comes crashing in which is incredibly jarring only one and a half seconds after the end of <laughs> the demo of sweetness <laughs> is great but ultimately <laughs> unnecessary to include on this record 
The jacket is of decent stock, not too thick, not too solid, uh, but solid, faithful, clear reproduction of the original cover artwork with a great shot of the band inside the gatefold. Generic ant, uh, generic white anti-static inner sleeves, a with a four-panel fold-out sheet that has more artwork on the outside and lyrics slash credits on the inside. One of the best rock albums ever made, not to be missed. So two people did not appreciate the sequencing. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as saying like a negatively. I wouldn't use the word jarring, but it does. It does wake <laughs> me up. That's for sure when I hear it. <laughs> I mean, and you, you're right. There is a little bit of lead in, but it's still you're you're almost going. Am I? Are my ears still ringing from Goodbye Sky Harbor, or <laughs> is that the twinkles of Christmas card? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> okay, I've got a I've got a few things from uh, Reddit here. One. Sweet. From JG429, yes, three years ago, in a music post on the subreddit, Song of the Week, Christmas card, submitted by user Mr. Colty5. Reason, it's such a strong song overall. It fits perfectly as a bonus track on Clarity. It's one of those songs that might go a bit too hard for some, but to me, I think it's perfect. The soft sections between verses work so nicely, and the end of it goes harder than most Jew songs ever. It seriously is overlooked. <laughs> Yeah, and then Snake Oil comments, uh, it's that time of year again. Anyone know what's so special about no- December 23rd? It's also mentioned in 122395. Upstate New Yorker says, I believe it's been said that Christmas card and 122395 are the same event from different perspectives, which I think is, oh, there you is go. interesting there. That's a nice uh, perception of it. Uh, <laughs> 10 months ago, I ter- user uh, underscore eternity. What's the significance of December 23rd, 1995? Obviously, there's the song named after the date, and it also crops up in a lyric on Christmas card. This card postmarked December 23. Anyone know? I'm interested and have been wondering this for a while. Thanks. Uh, Geartooth90 says, don't know the significance of the date. I do, however, listen to that song every 23rd of December. And Ferris Wheel Pompadour says, Happy Festivus. <laughs> I got problems with all you people, and you're going to hear them. <laughs> oh, look at this. Linux, Linux 1212. I think the Jimmy Pod folks briefly discussed some theories, but nothing concrete, if I recall correctly. And then, yes, we, we replied, yeah, all fan base theories, nothing concrete yet. So, <laughs> I don't know if we're any further, David. I don't know what we're going to yeah. do. Yeah, <laughs> it's still the same uh, a couple of years later. Uh, let's see. Oh, they did this. Um, Atera MPIW a year ago, Jimmy World Live in Japan in 2001 was really a great, with, with a really great set list. And then they posted six songs, What I Would Say to You Now, Clarity, and then Christmas Card. Uh, and then what did I see? <laughs> in 2001? Yeah, a deleted huh? account. If you want to look, that's not the full one. Uh, deleted account says Jim already sweating bullets before their first song. <laughs> Joey, Johnny, Billy. I don't think it's the full set list. Yeah, that would make sense. So there's some other That's tracks funny. in there. Yeah, according to Setlist FM, December 30th, 2000 at Nita's Hideaway was the last time they played this. So if there's a performance in 2001. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, in Japan. Japan. Oh boy. Let's see. This one is Oh, your Jimmy World Christmas Jam by Ella Bella Mandela. Submitted three years ago in a discussion thread. Come 1st of December every year, I switch my ringtone from Bleed American to their cover of Last Christmas. And then I play Last Christmas over and over again. The band have released a few Christmas or Christmas-adjacent songs. Which one gets the heaviest rotation for you this time of year? 
Uh, JG four two nine asks, does your phone ring enough for you to ri- for your ringtone to matter? No one ever calls me unless it's a telemarketer or my mom. Just kidding. <laughs> just wondering. <laughs> I just keep that shit on silent. I know, right? I just hear the buzz, buzz. It's very rare that yep. I hear my. I don't even know what my ring is. Mm-mm. It's probably the stock. Yeah, thing. it is. I, which I can't even tell you what it is because I I've always got it on vibrate. It's so cold here in LA that I'm I'm wrestling with putting this blanket. Well, I keep touching my ears because keep, my ears are so keep, cold in this room over here. <laughs> <laughs> I keep rubbing up against the mic, but it's for the my warmth. What did you say last week? I'm up to my ears in woven blankets. It <laughs> 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 was for sale. You don't need one. I've got like three. Yeah. Over here. <laughs> but they're not toasty like no. Anyway. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm. You know. I'm gonna leave one for you. I've got a few more one more and then three polls that i want to run by this last uh (laughs) non-poll post was clarity survivor results three years ago or five years ago by walking on a wire unfortunately christmas card was in last place 15th whoa the first place was 10 i can agree with that (laughs) i can see that uh okay and then we'll go three random polls in a row this was eight months ago by exile on dayton street christmas card Versus drugs or me. David, we have 111 votes. Where do you think those votes sat? I mean, if that poll was any. <laughs> um, uh, drugs or me versus yes. Christmas card at 111. Yep. I'm going to say 90, 21. Wow. Um, uh, Let's hear it. I want to hear which one. Drugs or me? Drugs or me. You're right. 84 drugs or me. Christmas card yeah. with 27. All right, let's see if it comes out on top here. Far off. I was within seven. Um, From five months ago, Exile on Dayton Street, coffee and cigarettes versus Christmas card. There were 61 votes, David. Where do you think those votes were tallied? 30-31 Christmas card. (laughs) That's 45-16 coffee and cigarettes. As much as you don't want to believe it. (laughs) I refuse. (laughs) Terrible. All right, and then two months ago, Exile on Dayton Street, Better than O versus Christmas card. Ooh, there were I don't even know better than O. Off the top Sixty-three of my head right votes. Now. Where do you think those votes sat? I'm gonna say fifty thirteen. My Christmas goodness, card. David, fifty-one Christmas card, twelve better than O. Only because it was probably easier to do the math that way. You were, I yep. give you that one. You you got that one on the yep on the dot there. Uh, yeah, I'm always rounding to <laughs> the closest hole. Oh yeah, so. I mean, I give you a number, then I give you two, and you you do some quick math. Um, okay, that was all I had. There was one left, though, and you said there was an AMA. So, the, on the AMA, uh, a deleted account 10 years ago. Uh, let's see. This, this will be the day that the thing happened. This was June 6, 2013. This is when uh, Damage... No. What came out in 2013? Damage. Um, this is when Damage came out. Can you explain the significance behind the date, 12-23-95? It gets mentored, mentioned in Christmas card as well. And they don't answer, but Memoriam... Uh, user memoriam says i didn't know about this ama until today it's two days before christmas i saw one guy link the two songs together and made a story out of the lyrics apparently the two songs are about a guy and a girl in a relationship that's going wrong Twelve twenty-three ninety-five is from the guy's perspective while christmas card is from the girls that's just a fan's interpretation it would be awesome if jimmy world could give the reason behind the two songs though and then it says, edit, I just read their response to the whole 23 thing. So they did respond? I guess. Let me go back. Let me go back to the same. Yeah. This was, which AMA was this? How many years ago? 10 years ago. Okay. And who? Okay, here we go. 
F.D. Bluth. Jim, you've got a bit of a fascination with the number 23. 23, 12, 23, 95. What's the deal with that? His answer, 23 is just a coincidence. <laughs> there it is. It's just a coincidence. You're yeah. reading too far into this, guys. Yep. Uh, and then the young squire says, the number 23 is never a coincidence. <laughs> uh, there was another AMA from nine years ago. Yeah, we are Jimmy World. Um, so it was just a G- Jimmy World AMA. Then the first comment, top comment, which I actually, I looked back and I upvoted. I can't tell you when I upvoted it. Uh, the first trooper. I got my first hand job in grade 10 while bonding with the girl over how much we loved the song, The Middle. Amazing. <laughs> top comment, completely unrelated, letting them know that he got a hand job over it. It's a middle <laughs> HJ. All right. <laughs> that, that's five. it. Yes. Um. All right. And that was it for... That I've got. Oh, I wanted to go through song meanings. There were a couple. Oh, yeah. Really high Good up. idea. Uh, this might be where some of that stuff is. So let's find because somebody is agreeing with somebody, but it's uh, I'm going to read this comment from Noodles. Yes. This is plus three. It says, I agree with the darkest sunshine in the meaning. Now, uh, darkest sunshine. Oh, is here. Okay. Here's what Darkest Sunshine says. These lyrics are amazing. I think it's more about loving in different ways since it's obvious that he feels for her. The lines, no more lies, the ones we live will work just fine, is amazing. It sounds like it's the end of a complicated relationship in which nothing makes sense and they uh, are trying to separate from each other, but it's not easy on either one. So Noodles is agreeing, but I wonder whether the songs Christmas Card and 1223.95 are in relation to each other. I mean, look, in the one song a boy sends words in any form to his girl saying goodbye on christmas the other is the same thing just a girl's view click (laughs) um then love night and rock on march 22nd 2011 says okay i've heard this is from the girl's view of 122395 because i'm a music nerd i looked up the calendar from 95 the date is 122395 oh i wonder if this is going to go down the right yeah right um the date 122395 is a Saturday, meaning that Christmas was on a Monday, meaning that Tuesday morning would be when Christmas was over. Start over Tuesday morning would uh, could mean that when Christmas is over, then can it? Uh, then can we start again? I don't know. Just had to try and figure out what Tuesday morning meant, and it is weird that it seems to fit with twelve twenty three ninety five. So my theory is that something happens over the Christmas card, and the couple either breaks up or gets into a fight. Nothing will be okay until after the holiday is over because. Through the 20, because though the 23rd is before Christmas, the song 122395 seems to be written as an apology after Christmas. So the fight was on Saturday the 23rd, but then the guy leaves, didn't mean to leave you all alone on Christmas, and comes back to say sorry the day after Christmas, Tuesday. Let me know if that makes sense. Smiley face. Um, so those are the top two song meanings that had uh, more than one upvote. So, right. Um, Anything of note in Shoutbox? Jim's raw vocals here are nuts, says Razcom on 7th of March, 2017. So emo. I love it. (laughs) Talk Talk to to the the wind. wind. I wish most of their songs were like this. Uh, And that was in 1st of January, 2015. Um, And that's about it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Let me. Oh, that's not the shortcut I need. Oh, okay. Um. Party over, oops, out of time. What does that make you think of? Party, party, oops. Uh, 1999. Yeah, boy. JTO's number 99. 
Christmas card blueprint slash Jimmy Eat World split seven inch 1996. I wish Christmas card had made it onto Static Prevails. It's an early example of them lending their hand at the Pixies inspired sound uh, uh, with their loud slash soft dynamic that was a staple over their 90s recordings. Plus, Jim goes places with his voice on this one that hinted at the kind of singer he'd become. It's also the earliest example of an interesting and not entirely expected theme in the band's music. Christmas and the impact it apparently had on Jim's life is a thread through the early years of Jimmy Eat World's catalog. I'm guessing Jim got dumped around Christmas one year, but I'm not sure he's ever talked about it. The reference here to December 23 will pop up again later on this list. So that is Jake Tio's Jake Tio number 99. And that is all I have for community. All right. Before we jump into live versions, I've got a few things <laughs> that I wanted to play. First of which, let's jump over to watch together. All right. This is a Christmas card, a, a video Christmas card from Jim. Hello there. My name is Jim. And if you didn't know already, my <laughs> Vietnamese name is Lao. And this is my very first video Christmas card. Now, I'm a computer guy, and I don't send out Christmas cards very often. So I thought I'd use this video Christmas card as an opportunity to reach out to my family and friends to let them know what I'm doing and to you know, wish them a very Merry Christmas and a happy <laughs> So I went ahead and commented, Happy Holidays, Jim. <laughs> this was posted 15 years ago. <laughs> Seven. He goes on to talk about he, he moved to San Diego about a year and a half ago. He's really loving it. Um, he's working for a software company that does contract work for the uh, for the um, for the military. All this stuff. I learned all kinds of stuff about Jim. And this will be how fun for, for Jim. So, um, yeah. Uh, somebody, uh, Simon B, uh, went ahead and uh, did a rip of the entire vinyl, which is fun. Thank you, Simon B. <laughs> Um, so it's just cool hearing the uh, the raw raw vinyl, and then uh, lastly, ah, decor. Yes, all right, it's pretty good. This is posted by one transmission. pretty cool so um let's go let's go all the way back to riverside in 99 all right let's hear or uh 97 riverside in 97 this is the oldest version i have 
of them playing uh, Christmas Card Live here. I love the way they do it live. I so still good. got the same stance plays with today. Jeez. I want to go there so bad. I want to go to that. Ah. Uh, I'm going to jump into this. Uh, let's just go to Brody's. Where I'll, I'll jump to 40 seconds on this video. We'll just uh, we'll do that thing where I walk through a couple different versions. All right. I'm going to move my watch together closer. Here we go. Uh, yeah, 40 seconds. Let's jump into 40 seconds on this. <laughs> This is that super. Oh yeah, excellent. the variable bit rate is strong with this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, this is audio only. I think it's actually pretty good. I'm going to jump to 111 on this uh, on this uh, audio one that we have on our Google Drive. Then let's let's jump to 130 uh, KXLU. Uh, this is board record, so oh, so sound pretty good. Jump to two minutes on the last one that I have, which is 2000 in Nita's Hideaway. Now, this says they must have played uh, Nita's Hideaway a couple times in 2000. This is July 30th at Nita's Hideaway. Uh, let's jump to two minutes here. <laughs> Once we 
God, they get that sound. That sound at the end is so consistent. So dissonant. Oh, that's how you end a song, man. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So that was just a little uh, traipse down the history of this uh, track. Um, I've got two guitar covers, two band covers, and a rave. Sounds DJ. like you and I have the exact same. I'm just interested in what your rave DJ is when we get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the guitar. Who do you have first? Heitch. Yeah, let's go. Heitch. Actually, no. Let's do Treble too, because Heitch is incredible. All right. Okay. Yeah, I like That's the sound they got cool. out of theirs. Yeah. So here we go. I'm loading yes. up. Treble two. two. Come on, Treble this is the oldest cover I think that there was on YouTube. He's playing standard two. <laughs> All right, sweet. All right. All right, now. And now let's hear. Heich. 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 I think all, all of these are correct. Heich. Heich. All right. like they're dropping you.
Mm. Good, so good tone. Yeah, great tone. Uh, all right, shall we listen to Have Fun Records? Yes, this is Lawnmower. The band is Lawnmower, I believe. Oh, thank yeah. you. How did you? It's find up this? at the top. I, I had to look too. I, I, the, the places that we oh Lawnmower. The places we normally I look, see. it's okay, not there. It. Yeah, got it. So this is Lawnmower with their version of Christmas Card. Mm. He's got the guy's voice um, sounds kind of like piebald. The uh, the lead singer oh, there. Okay, kind yeah, of. yeah, you're part of it. <laughs> yes. Shall we? I originally wrote. Is this an unknown version <laughs> of the song? Yes. Um, because so we've listened to the band play. I guess we didn't listen to every the, the way they all opened, but this band, Empire of One, covers it the exact same way that Jimmy Eat World did live, and it sounds so yes, it good. does. I texted yeah. Justin. I said, "I couldn't believe how good this cover is." My note is, "Holy yeah. shit!" Um, so yeah, and and the track was called or the uh, a history in sound in Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Michigan. Um, so I was just like, "Oh well, then a history in sound must be like them like uh, digitizing their their private <laughs> song collection," uh, and it sounded like a great bootleg of the band in the late nineties, but it's just this band empire of one. So let's check it out.
They're nailing all the all the stuff they do. So check it out. Our, How good is our that? ears were not deceiving us, David. <laughs> Here, check it out. So <clears throat> you scroll a little bit further down. It says live soundboard recordings taken from Empire of One skate shop in Flint, Michigan, sometime between 96 and 99. That uh, what I sent you there is a last FM event listing for Empire of One. 4905 Clio Road, Flint, Michigan, United States. Jimmy World uh, with Empire State Games, Small Brown Bike, and the Get Up Kids at Empire of One. So that was actually the band that played. Um, it's a live. Thank you. Yeah, God, I know, right? Because I was, <laughs> just, like, they're doing all the, like, even just the little jangly shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, it sounds just like fucking Jimmy World. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Finally. It was buried down at the bottom of that page. Hmm. I still don't see it. Underneath, if you, oh, I'm sorry. If you click on History of Sound, that album listing oh, itself. I see, I'm not on the Then you go itself. down to the bottom. Got yeah. it. So yeah. our ears did not deceive us. We were correct. It was just because we found on a. Oh, an uh, earlier version of Blister. Yeah, Hold on. <laughs> Untitled part two. Yeah, man.
man. <laughs> so I wish sad. this wasn't so buried, but what a find. <laughs> I know. I'm, I don't know. I'm kind yeah. of glad it was. We fucking yeah. uncovered it, man. Sick. <laughs> well, um, all right. Did you make a I did. DJ? Okay. Let's, uh, let's, I, I haven't okay. heard mine yet. Mine is called uh, 122395X Christmas card. Oh, cool. <laughs> give it, give it a, a few seconds. I do feel like it picks up some steam. Transitions. Yeah. I'll let it I'll let it play out. A little bit of a rough start, but I feel like it found its yeah, groove. No, it found its Yeah, man. For sure. Before I play my rape DJ, <laughs> this is the sound drop that Danny thought I should add to the soundboard. Oh, God. <laughs> is that Megan Golding? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Danny. <laughs> hey, hey, still staring, little it's so girl. Good. It's so stupid. <laughs> okay. Mine is based on the cover I'm putting together for this song that will be out, hopefully, by the time this episode comes out. <clears throat> I don't know what it was. When I picked up my guitar today, I was I was, I was, was listening. I was, like, most of the way through programming the drums. And I was like, all right, everything else will be pretty straightforward. And I was just like, I don't want to scream this song. Like, it's just too much. Like, I don't know when I'm going to find the time. Uh, I don't, it's not going to sound great. And I grabbed my acoustic guitar, and I was like, well, what would I want to do? I was like, I don't know how to write in open D, so let me just put my guitar in open D. And then I start strumming, and I'm just sort of strumming around, strumming around. And then I'm like, oh, I could play this song, Christmas Card, as like 
an open D dashboard style song. Specifically because at the end when he's like, Alone, that's like very dashboardy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I made <laughs> the title is so stupid. The Christmas you card come to fear the most. <laughs> the Christmas you card come to feel the most. Oh man. <laughs> so I haven't heard it. I don't know how it's gonna work. I think my cover will work, but I don't know how this is gonna work. So let's let's take a listen. <laughs> They're going at the same time. It's not terrible. So yeah, um, I'm hoping to record uh, my uh, vocals and do very Chris Carabba-y things to this song. Um, and maybe it'll be out for the patrons, at least uh, as a Christmas gift. So Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song Christmas Card? I do World? really like this this track. I I welcome it as as uh, I, I I had to stop myself from saying jarring as uh, <laughs> as loud as it is after hearing Goodbye Sky Harbor. I I do enjoy this track. And then, I you know, when we get to sweetness, I'll just I'll gush over that demo, that early version of it. But <laughs> this track, I, I like it a lot. I've never listened to it this intently again. And going through the lyrics, they help out a little bit. But damn, you really hear Jim giving it 110 percent. And it's, it's, I think it's like the person, don't remember who exactly said it, but the fact that this, this is a good B-side. I think it's a great B-side. It fits that mold really well. Um, I'm a big fan. And about you? What about you? This is one of those songs I absolutely loved on the singles album. And I never knew the lyrics. 
didn't know really what it was about. Never could have told you what Christmas card the song sounded like. Um, so I went into this week thinking, eh, I don't even know what it sounds like. Like, I'm not going to listen to it. And then when or I'm not not that I'm not going to listen to it, I'm not going to worry about doing a bunch of research early because there won't be so much. There was a lot more. Oh, yeah. I was pretty stoked on. Um, and it's a song I know I like. I just never knew by the name. Um, and I've been listening to for, you know, 20 year 20 plus years right. since i got the singles album so um this is this exists in that valley of jimmy Eat world songs that i absolutely love like what i would say to you now or um opener or things like of that cut, cut from this cloth i love this loud bombastic dynamic version of the band so, yeah uh absolutely love it and uh yeah that's all i have to say about that so if you find yourself overwhelmed by all the cards in your mailbox, just remember, <laughs> don't be mad. Be excellent to it. And party on, dude!